Are y'all blessed tonight? So I, I've, I've, I have some, man, it's going to set you free tonight. Are you excited about that? Yeah. So sometimes, uh, or paraphrase whatever that thing is, but um, um, sometimes they'll use words. I, when I first started, I, I first started uh, uh, doing some devotionals. I used the message a lot because it would, there's certain words that would just pop out that they would use and you can latch onto those words and so you can use them kind of as a keyword to, to go from. And that's kind of what I saw in this, in this passage in the, uh, in the Passion Translation. I'd like to just read this and then I'll, I'll uh, feed off of this a little bit. We've been overwhelmed. Has anybody been overwhelmed by anything ever? <laughs> if not, <laughs> we'll have an altar call, right? <laughs> Because we get overwhelmed by stuff, don't we? <laughs> and um, so it says, we've been overwhelmed with grief. Come now and overwhelm us with gladness. And I thought that, man, that, that is really, that, that's a key. So, I man, I, I just started me to thinking about some other stuff too. So <laughs> um, let me finish that. Um, let me finish this uh, passage here. Replace our years of trouble with decades of delight. Let us see your miracles again. And let the rising generation see the glorious wonders you're famous for. Don't you like that? Maybe that's where they got that song, you know, famous for. Um, But let me... uh, So what I want to talk about tonight is how do you overcome being overcome? You overcome by overcome, overwhelming. Uh, that, that is the response. When you're overwhelmed, it's time to overwhelm. Does that make sense? So I thought about it like this because, again, we can relate everything to what we're going through in America right now. And I think it's real important for us to, to get an attitude, take this to heart tonight because we are not to feel defeated at all. When you're overwhelmed, it's just a perception. It's just a perception. And it keeps you overwhelmed as long as you keep perceiving it that way. So you have to make an adjustment of perception. So um, I, I thought about it like this. With uh, um, Remember in the, in the Second World War, America was saying, no, we're not getting any, into anything. We're not getting into anything at all. And... Um, and remember what Hitler did, and then Japan did it too. It's just like, uh, man, what, are the, what were they trying? What, actually, Hitler was very successful at this. He went in with overwhelming force. He overwhelmed those little countries around him. And they, they, there was no response. They could not. They were overwhelmed. And he counted on that so much. He would, when he did, in fact, he got so creative at being overwhelming. What he was doing with, with military weapons was just way out in front. Thankfully, we got some, stole some of his scientists and did some other stuff. But, but, but his strategy, and, and anytime you, you, it's so indicative of the enemy's devices, is he wants to overwhelm. He want, and what, what does overwhelming do is it causes you to give up. And unless you have an attitude like Winston Churchill, remember what happened before with Ch- Chamberlain? Does anybody know the, the history of that? You probably know better. No? <laughs> so Chamberlain was actually the, the, the prime minister before uh, Winston Churchill came along. And he wanted to pacify Hitler, right? He just wanted to have meetings with him and, 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 and pacify him. I, in fact, a lot of the people were wanting to, were they, they, they would call it suing for peace, which I don't know. How do you sue for peace? It's kind of a backwards thing, right? We'll give you ourselves as long as you don't kill us. You know, that's, that's kind of what we're doing a lot of other ways, right? <laughs> whatever we do, whatever happens here, we're overwhelmed. Just don't hurt us anymore. And that's really where the enemy wants to get us because then he can just do whatever he wants to do. And until you get a Winston Churchill, right, or a Roosevelt that stands up and says, we have a response for you when you try to overwhelm us. And here's what it requires, though. It requires overwhelming force. 
You don't pat, you don't, don't, don't pit, you don't make get, get together. Man, I'm having a hard time saying that. You don't get together and just talk about stuff. You don't have a powwow with the enemy. You know? No. You, you find out the resources that you have and you utterly destroy. That's all the enemy understands is complete annihilation. Remember what happened in, in, in the wilderness when the, the children of Israel were going through the wilderness? God would have them just completely wipe out their enemies. I was reading this about David the other day, and I, and I hadn't seen this before. But remember when, when Saul was chasing him out of the kingdom, and so he had to hide from Saul, so he, he thought, I'll just hide with the enemy. And so he went and hid out with the Philistines, and he made them think that he was, they were good. You know, they're, they're buddies. No problem with him. But at night, he would go out and he'd completely annihilate villages. I mean, everybody. And he would kill everybody so that there wouldn't be anybody to witness. To come back and tell on him. Did you know that? Man, David, you are vicious. <laughs> but this is what God does to his enemies. He completely wipes them out. And this is what our attitude needs to be. When, it, when the enemy's coming against us, we don't just fool around. We have to know what our resources are. We have to gather them. And that's what America did. I mean, we, we woke up, didn't we? Yeah. Or said, you come at us. And man, I, I, I listened to this book the other day on some of the weapons we came up with. <laughs> napalm. I don't know if you know about napalm. But um, it was invented to overwhelm Japan and we were we were completely burning up cities in Japan long before the nuclear bomb I don't know if it's not very commonly known actually buddy was telling me about it so you know it's not something we're real proud of but they can stop at any time yeah. you know but all they understand all the enemy understands is complete overwhelming and this is what we have <laughs> man I'm real encouraged in this because this, is our, this has to be our attitude right now. It, this stuff that we're against, they don't want to just, you know, uh, you, you, see the, you see this bumper sticker, coexist. They don't want to coexist. No, all, all these things that are taking place in our, in our nation today it is meant to completely destroy Christianity. They're already coming after Christians. Why? Because it's, it's Satan is what it is. And, and you just start these little things, you get just one little group that we have to pander to one little group, and everybody else has to bow down to that. We're saying that we're above God, even with regard to that. And it's a slap in God's face. And this, what we're standing for is not just something that's right, and we're afraid of losing something. As, as long as we're overwhelmed by this, we're overwhelmed. But you got to get on the side of, no, I'm going to overwhelm. And so... Can we get through this? <laughs> I think it'll be good. All right. So this is just a, 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 let's see, where am I here? Oh, this, this is a continuation there. I got the next verse too. Oh, Lord, our God, let, let your sweet beauty, listen to this. Let your sweet beauty rest upon us and give us favor. Come work with us and then our works will endure and give us success in all we do. So here's the attitude of the person that's actually going to overwhelm. They get secure in who they are. They know their God more than they know their enemy. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about it this way, and we'll get to some of this too. But, I, um, you, you know, when you're going to go into battle, you better be familiar with your weapons. And I'm way ahead of myself. But you better, you, you want somebody that's battle savvy. You want Sylvester Stallone, you know. He's wiped out a whole regiment all by himself. That's who you want, right? You don't want somebody that's trying to figure out which end of the gun to put the bullet, you know. <laughs> and so this needs to be us. There needs to be real familiarity with our God. So much so that we're, we need right now, what the enemy wants to do is overwhelm us with fear and trepidation and worrying about this and worrying about that. That God is still our God right now. His favor's on us right now. And he will cause what we do right now to be effective if we get on the side, on his side with it. 
right? So, all right. So God himself, through Jesus, overwhelmed the feeble threats of terror. So I like this passage out of Isaiah. It talks about this. It says, kind of describing what we're going through a little bit. And, and, and God does not like injustice. It's really ironic what the world comes up with in defense of justice. Or they're, they're against injustice. No, they're establishing injustice is what they're doing. <laughs> and there's, there's, they're, they're establishing racial issues. They're, they're, they're just making it more than it ever has been. Why? Because they, they're not righteous. You don't hear one of them saying it in the name of God. Well, I guess there has been some, but they might as well be lying, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that senator out of was it out of Georgia said said abortion was in the Bible or something. Yeah, man, does God like that? Oh, yeah. So whose side are we on? We should not melt before that kind of nonsense. We should overwhelm it. So uh, there, there's ways to do that. So um, Isaiah 59 though just describes this and says, God, th- this is how God does stuff. Our courts oppose the righteous, and justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the streets, and honesty has been outlawed. <laughs> okay, this is describing things, right? Yes, truth is gone, and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. The Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. He was amazed to see that no one intervened to help the oppressed. So he, he himself stepped in to save them with his strong arm. And his justice sustained him. He put on righteousness as his body armor and placed the helmet of salvation on his head. He clothed himself with a robe of vengeance and wrapped himself in a cloak of divine passion. He will repay his enemies for their evil deeds. His fury will fall on on his foes. He will pay them back even to the ends of the earth. In the west, people will respect the name of the Lord. In the east, they will glorify him. For he will come like a raging flood tide, driven by the breath of the Lord. What does that sound like? That sounds like when God gets what we're getting he comes back with overwhelming force. And who's he talking about? He's talking about Jesus here, isn't he? Yeah. That he said, I, I, I armed myself with this. And this is God's response. He says, I'm going to overwhelm what looked to be overwhelming to us. So when God's looking at our situation, he said, I've already taken care of this. I've already won this battle. <laughs> and so there's going to be periods of time when it looks like it's not. But we don't look at, at these things that, that, that are obvious to us. Right. We have somewhere else to look, don't we? Isn't that, isn't that great? Aren't you glad that we have this? Yes. Amen. This is the God that we serve. He saw this long before we're experiencing it. And he sent Jesus. You know, the, the, these kinds of things that we're looking at, they weren't just for a, a single point in time. They're timeless. Jesus is the conquering king. He always is, and he came to to put us in a position of overwhelming power and strength for this day that we live in, right? Right. Amen? Um, So he's already overcome, and 1 John here talks about this. Little children, you are of God. You belong to him and have already defeated and overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist. So... It's wonderful to read out of Isaiah. And a lot of times we can do that like from a religious standpoint. We say, yeah, Jesus, wait, go, 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 Jesus. <laughs> but I like this because we are in him. We are one with him. Remember what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, that, that the world, when they see us, they need to see Jesus. Now, we aren't him, but, but we are one with him. And so when we see what, what God did in Jesus, he invested that in us. Jesus did it so that we can be the victorious ones. That we can overcome in every situation. In all these things, we're more than overcomers. How? Well, you know what? We're going to have to do something with our overcoming. We're going to have to have an attitude like that. Amen? Because there's a part for us to play. To be an overcomer doesn't mean you just sit back and watch God. 
right? It's like, I want to I wanna get in the army and just be the one that stays in America in a little room, you know? <laughs> no, we get on the battlefield and we have to know our weapons and stuff, right? Okay, getting ahead of myself. Because he who lives in you is greater, mightier than he who is in the world. We're familiar with this, right? But man, this has to rise up on the inside of us. When we have something coming against us, we don't just get overwhelmed by it. And I encourage us. We have, we have bad reports coming. And it doesn't matter how many weapons you have if you wilt before the onslaught. <laughs> you have to say, oh, this is the time I use my weapons. Oh, this is what this is for. Right? <laughs> What's that? No. Well, that's what he wants to get you to do. He says, oh, if I can just, if I can just scare them enough, you know, they'll, they'll lay down and they'll give up. Um, remember that? That was actually God's strategy. Remember? And a couple places in the, uh, with the children of Israel where they had this whole army massed against them and all of a sudden they just, they got so afraid they just left all their weapons and everything and just took off running. God knows how to do this really well. They proceed from the world and are of the world. Let me go back. Just I, I interrupted myself. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, so he, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They proceed from the world and are of the world. Therefore, it is of the world. Its own economy morally considered. Its whole economy morally considered that they speak. And the world listens, pays attention to them. <laughs> That's pretty familiar, right? In fact, we get, we get uh, canceled. We get censored so much so. Isn't it amazing? You can say, I know Larry sent me this, this doctor that's talking about um, you know, ivermectin and, and some of these kinds of things, you know, and it's just amazing. It, it doesn't matter how qualified somebody is if it doesn't fit into their lie They'll completely shut them down. And I, I was, you can kind of see that in this passage. So we don't get, a, we don't respond. We don't uh, decide what we're going to do based upon uh, how we're received or the atmosphere that we're in. No, we have to uh, know who's in us. And if there's a problem with them understanding, it's because they don't have the same one in them. Amen. <laughs> Nothing personal. But y'all are evil, right? <laughs> it's the evil one in you. Remember Jesus, he said that, didn't he? He said, it's, it's your father, the devil, that's making you this way. But we, we should not be impressed by this. Amen? We are children of God. Whoever is learning to know God progressively to perceive recognize and understand God by observation and experience and to get an ever clearer knowledge of him listens to us. And he who is not of God does not listen or pay attention to us. By this we know, recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So what we're looking at here is, is spirits. There's, there's a spiritual force. So we can recognize that, but we have to. Man, how many, how many can admit that there's been an overwhelming from a worldly source? It, 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 we really have to fight against it. We've been given things to fight with it, uh, fight against it with. But we have to take up our weapons or we can find ourselves oppressed, depressed. I'm just feeling down about this. I'm just, you know, I, I believe that God can move on our hearts so we can, we can get a heaviness for something to pray for, but we don't stay there. We're not overwhelmed in that. We're just utilizing it to be motivated in prayer, but we, we have the favor of God upon us. We're not impressed by those things. Amen. So so there's a spiritual part of this. This is so essential. There's no weapon God is ignorant of or not greater than. So here's where God places within us by the spirit, the power over these things. Amen. Isaiah 54, 16. Isaiah just had so many wonderful things, didn't he? I have created the blacksmith 
who fans the coals beneath the forge and makes the weapons of destruction. And I have created the armies that destroy. But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. So the things that are coming against us, in fact, the, the most elaborate weapons, are, and I, I see a lot of the stuff that's going on just in the schools, and that's actually weapons. It's weapons of words, and we'll, we'll get to that, because that's really where we begin to fight. Um, but I like how, how, how God's not impressed by anything, that, that any kind of weapon that comes against us. In fact, he understands it completely. If there's anybody that's formed a weapon, he was the one that put the ability to do that in them. That's how much he understands it. And he says, I don't care what weapon there is out there. I already know it completely. And it's the exact kind of weapon that I'm really good at overwhelming. <laughs> Amen? In fact, when we come against that weapon that they think nuclear bomb, whatever it is, just let it be whatever it is. Not only do we not get hurt by it, but we overwhelm it. We, we have an attitude of overwhelming, okay? So how do we overwhelm in 2 Corinthians 10, 3? For though we walk, live in the flesh, we are not carrying our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Now, I saw this. I thought, that the, remember that first verse or first passage we were looking at and it said, basically, my, my familiar, familiarity is the King James where it says, and when the enemy comes in like a flood, Usually I'm thinking the enemy coming in like a flood, but it's really when the enemy comes like a flood. What does a flood do? It just washes over everything. It just overwhelms completely. But it says it, it's going to come like a flood before the breath of God. And what is the breath of God? It's, it's the life. When he speaks, things come into being. He breathes life. His breath, it's, it's the moving of his spirit that is, is causing an overwhelming force that looks to be natural, but it's really spiritual taking place. Amen? And so I saw that uh, reflection of that in this passage. That, but they are mighty before God. It's like God's the one that's driving them. He's the force behind it. He's the one that's actually... Impossible to resist. The gates of hell will not be able to prevail. What is, what is that prevailing? It's to be able to stand against. They're just going to crumble before the power of God's force, right? right? They are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction. Don't you like that? It's not just overthrow. It's not just repel. It's overthrow. It's destroy. It's leaving nothing behind. Amen? Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So, as much Devious stuff is taking place in, in America right now. It is all completely hinging upon words. That's why they have to take certain words out of communication. Why? Because those words would refute what they're doing. So they, their, their, their strategy is to shut it down. I mean, that's what Hitler did. That's what communism does. It shuts down the opposition because you don't get anywhere with a falsehood if there's truth coming around. Right? So all the weapons that would cause military damage can be completely rendered as useless with a thought. If you can have the right thoughts, it will overwhelm those things, right? In fact, when we're coming against, if we get a doctor's report, it's a thought. Critical race theory, it's a thought. 
racism. Everything's racism. Just if if you don't if you want to get your way, just call it racism. You know that's all. And you don't have to have any basis for it. You just call it that, and and then you get your way. Uh, and and it can be racism of any race. You, you just racism. Why? Because, and then if you say anything against it, then we want to shut you down. Why? Because that's the realm where things change. It's in the realm of words. Words are creative. You don't, you don't actually end up doing with any, anything unless there's words that precede it. So this is the realm that God, well, this is a godly thing. This is God, God did this in the first place. It's, it's one of those weapons that will not work against us. As long as we use our weapons. Amen? So this is the realm where we overcome. And we have to, we have, to have a... And this is, this is really where I want to challenge us with this. Is we have to have an overwhelming attitude about our weapons. When we feel overcome, what is our weapon to come up back that, uh, against that with? What does God say? Get my thoughts on what God says. And not just get them on that, but get militant about it. No, you're not going to have my, my mind. You're not going to have my spirit. Amen? You're not going to tell me who I am. Because what, what, what all this wants to do is it wants to cause shame for anybody that stands up against any of this nonsense. And what is that? That's coming directly against who God said we are. And so you have to get very militant about this. You're trying to overwhelm me with these, these depressing thoughts and these depressing concepts. No, I will come back. And we have to do this intentionally. We have to do it out loud. We have to, you have to get the word of God in your mouth or, or, it's, or it's like Barney with his bullet on the floor, you know. Yeah, he can't find it in his pocket, you know. <laughs> you just might as well not even have a weapon. Especially if you're trying to figure out what it is at the time of need. This is why you, it's like my, it's like my wife and I, we got all licensed to shoot. I don't know if you call that license to kill, but well, I guess that's what that means. I don't know. I don't want to kill anybody. Buddy, but I want to defend. I just want to, yeah, yeah. But you, but the whole thing they teach is you how to hit, hit the body mass and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I got this. I got this new gun. I got a Glock, and uh, I didn't shoot it for months. I'm thinking. I hope nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> You got to go out and shoot it before anybody shows up at your front door, right? You got to get real familiar with that thing. You got to be able to hit the body mass, you know, or else the enemy shows up and you say, uh, do I even have the right caliber? Do I have, you know, we can't be searching for our favorite verse. You know, Jesus wept is not going to work in every situation, you know. <laughs> You're gonna have, you're gonna have to have the right ammo for the right application for the right threat. You're gonna have to have, the, and then it's gonna have to be something that is so instilled in your spirit that it just comes out of you. Yes. You're not trying to get it in somehow, so you can, you're not trying to load your ammo at the time of, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it's coming out because you've been putting it in there. And so here's the wonderful thing about these things that are coming at us right now is we can let them be a reason to go to the firing range. Amen? So I'm going to set aside 15 minutes a day and I'm just going to get the word of God in my mouth. I'm going to declare who I am. I'm going to declare that the spirit of truth is in me. Amen? And I'll tell you what, you, you do that and, and there's power. This is what brings down the strongholds and the, and the things that we're against. Yeah. <laughs> and don't you like this one that we're looking at, right? And we lead every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. 
Now, if you're not leading your thoughts captive, the enemy is going to overwhelm you. <laughs> because he's already put his thoughts in there. It's kind of like America right now. You know, we got, we got threatened by these weapons of, you know, these natural weapons. And it's very easy to, to identify those. But what we have coming against us is so much more deadly than any of those physical things. Right? I mean, so I was thinking about, the, you know, the 9-11's coming up and... and uh, Remember when that happened? It's like all of us Americans got all scared, didn't we? By by a few hoodlums with box knives, you know. <laughs> we got scared by a few hoodlums with with box knives that snuck in and did some damage, and they did some damage. They did some damage, but what did we do? We overwhelmed them. Remember the shock and the awe, you know. And and um, there's different perspectives on all that too, you know, but. But what do you do to that kind of an enemy? You just completely overwhelm them. And you, you, you completely destroy them. And then you find out what they did to even be able to do that. And you say, no, that's not happening again. <laughs> we become wary of our enemy. And when he even tries to do anything, now we take that thought captive. You know, if, 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 if you have a why going on, just know that that's the devil. Why am I going through this? Why, did, why am I experiencing this? Now, this isn't a reason to get in condemnation. It's not something you did wrong. It's the enemy coming in. Yeah. But what's your response going to be? Yeah. Right? The way you overcome being overcome is overcome. <laughs> right? It's overwhelm. I'm sorry. It's overwhelm. You become overwhelming. In your response. We can't be halfway. We can't be just. Think, thinking we can try this even. And whether this works or not. No no you just stand. Don't you. You stand against it. Having done all to stand. You stand. With what? Weapons that completely annihilate. Whatever weapon is coming against you. Amen. What the enemy always wants to do is make it look like it's different. It's just a little bit, oh. And so you are that special one that got hit with a weapon that nobody else has ever been hit with. <laughs> he really does do that kind of stuff. And, and, and if you're not careful, you can get really good at saying, yeah, I know God said that, but. And what's happening? That missile's making it right to its mark. Amen? Okay. So do we, we develop spiritual eyes in the spirit. <clears throat> Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. So we will experience some things. There's people in the world experiencing some things. I'm so encouraged by these Christians in Afghanistan. Well, you, you're encouraged by them? Yeah, because you know what? They're overcoming in fact, God's doing some amazing things there that we just don't even know about. But when we go to pray for them, we don't, we don't get all sorrowful and worrisome and, and feeling overwhelmed by this. What's going to happen next? Why did this happen? To no. We take authority. We take our position and we can actually affect people on the other side of the world. If we, when we get into prayer, we actually begin to experience the, the conviction that the spirit that we have is an overwhelming spirit. It's not impressed by any, any events that are going on because they're, <laughs> according to prophecy, there's some things we're going to go through. If you, if you believe in God, there's going to be challenges to you in the natural. How far that goes, you know, we, don't, we're, we're, we can't determine what's coming around us, what's coming against us, but we can determine whether we're overwhelmed or not. And in the midst of it, we can come back. Here's, you know, I think about Paul. You know, he said, in all these things, uh, I'm not moved by these things that are coming against me. And you can say, well, Paul, look, you went and you got in jail and you got pretty much defeated. And he, no, no, we're reading his letters right now. Talk about a way God overwhelms. 
right? It always looks like, remember what happened with, with Joseph? You know, he's thrown into the pit and, and into jail and everything else. And it looks like it's all terrible for him. And he said, oh, that, the enemy thought he was doing something, but God's just overwhelming him in reverse. So you can't, you can't put any kind of time element on anything. No, you just stay in a position of overwhelming force. We have the overwhelming force within us. Amen? So we don't lose heart, though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, I love this, for our light affliction, we have to look at whatever we're going through as light. Oh, that's all you got. You know, we have a, a precious sister. We were just, uh, it's her birthday today, I believe, isn't it, Cindy's? Yeah. Some people I've known since, um, since uh, well, when we first got married in, in Tulsa. I mowed their yard, and they were in the Raymond Singers and Band with Pastor Kim. And uh, he's had sugar diabetes, man, probably since he was a kid, maybe, I don't know. Uh, and, and they passed her. They passed her now. Yeah. Um, but even back then when I was mowing their yard and doing, Buddy and I were mowing their yard and stuff, but, uh, they had physical issues, but God says things about this and they have just been standing on, what is it? 30 some years and they just keep standing on the word of God. And she posted today, her husband had his leg amputated just this year. And um, they had problems with their children. They adopted a couple children. One of them was mentally challenged, and the other one rebelled. And I mean, you know, just what what can you come up with? But if you read her post, she says, "I'm not complaining about anything. I'm rejoicing in the Lord all day today." Why? Because she overwhelms what she could be overwhelmed by with the weapons that are in her, and you do not. You do not overwhelm without getting your mouth involved, declaring the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen? It has, it has to be that. And you have to get militant. And if you knew Cindy, she does not look like she's gone through anything. She just acts all chipper and happy. She did a ladies thing a couple of years ago. I don't know if do you remember, Cindy. Yeah. Isn't she, she's just as happy as she can be. You wouldn't, don't you like that? Yeah. It's like, you'll know on somebody's face whether they're overwhelmed or not. And it will come out in their life whether they are, right? So for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, we have to, Realize that there's something beyond this, right? Is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I like this. What we're going through right now might feel like we're being weighted down, but God comes back and He says, I have a much greater. It's not just like an equal, well, we'll get this whole thing all balanced. Everything will balance out. No, no, God comes back with overwhelming weight, right? And, and it's not just a, a temporary thing either. It's an exceeding, a far more, don't you like that? Far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Kind of makes you want to get Pentecostal, doesn't it? Glory. Right? <laughs> while, while we do not look at the things which are seen. This is our weapon. We get the word in our mouth and then we get our eyes off of those things that look like they're devastating. We get them off the temporary, the things that are seen, but we, but at the things which are not seen. Ah, I'll tell you what, the Holy Ghost will help you with this in prayer. If you'll just get in that place, stay in that place and say, God, show me things. Amen? That does not just happen on our own, just looking around at what we're going through. You know, I was, I was driving, um, I went and saw Hops in the, let's be lifting him up. I, he he had, um, has some, some blood in his, in his urine too, so they came up with today, but, um, so we can keep lifting him up. Um, 
I went and saw him for, for a while in the hospital. And I'm driving back and I'm praying and the Holy Ghost coming, you know. And um, it's, a, it's a good distance. Um, but I got here, got in my office, and then I, I, uh, I started praying just without having to drive, without having to do any, you know, any distractions at all. And I just noticed there was a difference. Yeah. You know, when you get your eyes off of the scene yeah. and you start just really getting into a realm where you're looking at the unseen. Yeah. And God will begin to show you stuff. But, but it has to become something where, where, where you're, you're nurturing this. And, and, and you're, you're kind of militant about it. No, 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 this is what I have. I'm not going to be small about this. I'm not just going to get in the presence of God and just, just be real, real quiet. No, it's time for me to activate my mouth. I, fi- I find that I begin to see things more the more active my mouth is in the spirit. And there will be times to be silent. But... I'm activating. Paul said, I, I, I'm glad I do this more and more. Well, we'll get revelation in that place. Why? Because we need to see something beyond where we're at. And what's so wonderful about this is you can get, when you're practicing this praying in the spirit, you're practicing not looking at those things. Because we, we will look at those things. I mean, they'll go in front of our eyes, you know. But how do you practice not looking at those things? You get in the spirit. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And you pray in the spirit. And you say, God, show me those. And we have to be careful when we're praying in the spirit that we're not looking at things in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes when we're trying to pray for something, we got our eyes all on some kind of battle going on. You know, all these, we could name all these. I don't really want to name them. I don't want to glorify them too much. But, yeah. but you, you know what I mean? And it's like you're looking at your problem. God, I want to pray for this person that has this sickness. And God, you know how bad that sickness is. And they're probably going to die if you don't do something. And why haven't you healed them yet? And you know, you know what I mean? And we, and we can mention them. Remember Paul said, I mention you in prayer. I, 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 don't, I don't go on and on about stuff that's wrong in you. No, I start declaring. And what does he start? He starts declaring what God has done in them. And you can get into the realm of the spirit and you start praying the answer. The things that aren't seen. We're not called to see the the seen things. Does <laughs> that make sense? We're called to see beyond the seen. To the realm of the spirit. All right. Are you ready? Can you get just a little bit more? So, sustained, vigorous, powerful prayer. Okay, so first of all, we, we, we speak things, right? We speak the word of God. We're not, we, we, those are our weapons. And then we see things that are not seen. God will help us with that. We'll have a spiritual perception. And then we pray. Then we have to activate our prayers. And, it's, and, and again, James talks about um, uh, a... Uh, Sylvester Stallone kind of prayer, you know? It comes out with all barrels firing, you know? <laughs> no, I believe God has a, a, a uh, he wants to take us along in this. And I just want to encourage in this to become, become bold, become overwhelming in prayer. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, sometimes you can say, well, that's just not me. Well, maybe God wants to put a weapon in your hand, you know? <laughs> you know, my... Um, my wife was pointing out how young these men were that got, you know, killed over there. And, uh, it, it, and it's sad. Uh, but, 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 you know, age does not matter when it comes to, to effectiveness. And um, sometimes the younger you are, the more willing you are to take your place. You're not so used to saying, well, that's not me. I think that's why they get a lot of these young guys, you know, 18-year-olds. Because <laughs> they they can say, I'm going to form you. <laughs> and and that's what, maybe that's why Jesus said you have to become like a child. So, so you can be formed. So, so you can lose whoever you thought you were. Amen? You know, Moses, he, thought, he said, I can't even talk. God said, just shut up with that and let me give you something else to say, right? 
<laughs> because Moses was going to lead a nation and he couldn't see himself doing anything until he got lined up with what God said. This is what God wants for us. But it doesn't happen unless we get in the spirit. This is where he takes us there. And the more you maintain that place in the spirit, the more you get, get on fire in the spirit, the more that you say, uh, allow some overwhelming situation to have, have a response that rises up inside of you, the more you'll find yourself, who in the world was that? Well, that was you. Firing off a gun again. Right? And then, I, be, I really believe God wants to, us to become active in other things. But we don't do it from a, a natural standpoint. We don't join with all the, the, the demonstrators just to join with them. Why? Because there's a lot of animosity and a lot of stuff that's not love and, it does, and it's not wisdom. It's not, but there will be a place for us to, to take our stance against this. And when we do it, we'll be direct if we're doing these things first. If you're becoming bold in the spirit in prayer, then you'll be able to be bold in the natural. God says, I'll, you open your mouth, I'll fill it. It will be understandable language when you do. If you've been praying in the spirit before. Yeah, Amen. Yeah, <laughs> so. Confess to one another. Therefore your faults. Your slips. Your false steps. Your offenses. Your sins. What is this? This is just being real. Not coming in being hypocrites. And having a facade. Acting like we're got everything cool. No this is just being humble. I'm just real. You know God's been helping me with this. You know. Because I, I, I have a lot of really cool stuff about me that, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but really, because what, what God helps me with is, is forget about yourself in this. This is all about Jesus. Did Jesus get magnified? It doesn't matter how well you said that or if you hung up on these, you know, because... Because I kind of messed up on a few things tonight, you know. And, so, and I, I just go back to those things. It's like, oh, man, that was, I was terrible. It's, Shut up. It wasn't about you. You know, we're real people. We mess up. We do these things. We need to get beyond it being about us. It's not about my gift. It's not about God using me better than somebody else. No, no, no. It's all about Jesus. Right? Because you know what? We all have plenty of things wrong with us. To completely disqualify us. There's no reason why we should be doing anything else. Because it's by the blood of the lamb. And the word of our testimony that we overcome. It's not by anything that we did. It's not by works of righteousness that we did. So I, I, I see that in this. It's like first of all we have to say okay. I'm just me. It's just uh, I, I'm not, no better than anybody else. Except for the blood of Jesus. I just access that right. And pray also for one another. All right. That you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Now I see that healing in our minds, healing in our bodies, wholeness. But you're, you get to a place where you're not, over, you're not overwhelmed. I see this getting into a place where I'm not overwhelmed anymore. Now I'm able to be effective. Then the earnest, heartfelt continued prayer of what kind of person now we've been made righteous in Christ that's a fact but you know if you've been living that way if your heart condemns you you don't have any confidence but when you start living and walking in the spirit not yielding to the flesh now and being honest before people and you're not proud and you're not you know this isn't a bunch of do's and not Dudes, it's just walking in the spirit, just being with God, right? And then when you go to pray, there's an overwhelming force that comes from you because it's fueled, fueled by the breath of God. And it becomes this, this rushing water that just overwhelms the enemy. And it's coming from you. Amen. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. That sounds like there's going to be some time spent there. There's going to be some diligence. Standing. Oh, it doesn't look like it happened yet? Well, I'm just going to pray some more. 
I'm just going to stand in this. I'm going to be a Cindy. I'm just going to be happy. Rejoice in the Lord always. Makes tremendous power available. Well, I thought God could just do anything. Well, why doesn't he just go ahead and do anything, everything? Because he does things through people he always has. And God, with all his overwhelming power and might that he's promised he's going to defeat his enemies with, he's doing it through us. Wow, that makes you humble, doesn't it? And the power that he's going to use is tremendous. It's overwhelming. That's what we've been given to do. And so we don't have to get under anything anymore. Amen. So what are we going to do? We're going to say the word of God. Take all those thoughts captive. You know, I had somebody asking me that this week. said, well, I just wonder what I'm doing wrong. Well, just take that stupid thought. Say what God says about you, right? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. The spirit of truth abides in me. He guides me into all truth. Just whatever thought is, is causing you to go down the realm, take that captive. But then pray in the spirit. Isn't it so wonderful he's given us different, because we need it all. You know, I'll pray in the spirit for a couple hours. And I'll say, oh, but I got to go speak the word. I got to go speak the word. There's all these aspects of it that are so necessary. And then when we go to pray, we're praying towards a specific thing now. We're not, you know, when you're praying in the spirit, you're building yourself up on your most holy faith, right? But when you go to pray, I found this out. Now I'm praying with a little bit more authority. I'm I'm actually declaring some things and I'm not trying to work up some faith. No, it's, it, the faith comes from knowing God and being and, and doing these things. Amen? <laughs> I believe God's calling his church up across the world right now, and this is what it's going to have to be. It's not going to be people that are just trying to come up with some good thoughts about how to do stuff, strategizing against the enemy from a natural standpoint. I mean, there'll be some of that, but... But we're going to get our strength, our power, our overwhelming power that completely defeats the enemy. This is where it comes from. Amen.